The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, March the 15th, 2012, the proverbial Ides of March. This is Jim Hedger from digitalalwaysmedia.com and Dave Davies from beanstalkseo.com. And uh, Dave, dude, um, total rule reversal here today, man. Uh, It's like 68, 70 degrees here in Toronto, 70 (laughs) degrees Fahrenheit in Toronto today, so... I'm just, you know, I'm putting everyone on notice, including anyone who might be listening who may or may not be a client of Digital Always Media. As soon as this show is over, I'm putting my combat boots and on and heading out on an urban hike. It is so beautiful outside. Yeah. You're stealing our weather. You're stealing our weather, Jim. Canada's stealing our so, weather. No, seriously, we got this big warm air blowing up from the from uh, the Gulf Coast, from Texas, from Florida, and wow, I'm delighted. It's. Uh, I have big problems with where with what I believe is human caused global warming, but I'll take it today. This is wonderful. <laughs> you may not have to like the cause, but you can like the effect. Uh, for the time being, today, yes. Uh, so it's uh, snowy where you are, is it? Uh, it was a couple days ago, but it's uh, today. It's forty eight degrees, and uh, I'm. Working on the Fahrenheit scale here, um, obviously. Otherwise, I we would be, have a different opinion of global warming. Um, yeah, so it, it's not horrible, but uh, it could be worse. We got uh, got a bit of a cold snap, but you know what? I'm in Whistler next week, so I don't mind a little bit of a cold snap over here. Uh, get some snow on the mountains, and well, you're up in Whistler, and the rest of the Webmaster Radio uh, FM crew is going to be at Search and Strategies in New York. And uh, just a, a a quick note, we'd be We'd be totally remiss not to note this. If you guys are going to be in New York at Search Engine Strategies, go to searchbash.com, register for webmasterradio.fm's legendary party, Search Bash. It is, uh, I mean, Dave, you're a veteran of Search Bashes. Uh, Brasco, you're, you're a serious veteran of Search Bashes. I'm a veteran of Search Bashes. I'm telling you, these are the best parties of all. They, uh, they really are, and judging from the pictures, I had a good time. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, great, great events, and and you know, it, it was after one of those. You and I have talked about it a few times on the show. The uh, the the drunken uh, um, youngins with their we control the internet. <laughs> That's right. That was the same night as that legendary poker party atop um, the whatever hotel it was. I'm not going to mention the name of the hotel right beside the San Jose Convention Center. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was a weird night. That was the same night that some publicist from Axe.com uh, filled me, felt me up at a, <laughs> at a, uh, uh, what are the, what are the, what are the a, a, beer, a beer in the trunk of a car, a tailgate party. Yeah, held in the, uh, the Fairmonts 
um, front entrance. That was a fun night. I, you know, one thing I love about this industry is um, as long as you're of good heart, you can get away with anything. Yep. Really. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go into a short monologue here because um, it's been an interesting week in tech. I think this is, uh, this is the quarter where a bunch of crows come home to roost. The uh, big players in our industry have been setting up a... Uh, how, to, how to say this? Since the advent of social media, our environment has been changing rapidly. And I think the outcome of a lot of attempts at social media, a lot of changes in the social media, a lot of the alliances and the, well, broken friendships are coming home to roost in the next, like three to six months. Um, a soothsayer bids you, beware the Ides of March. That's what Brutus said to Julius Caesar uh, two days, of course, before um, Brutus was the last to put his knife in Caesar's back. Well, yesterday, Google's former director of engineering, James Whitaker, posted a scathing assessment of the company he left on February 2nd of this year on the Microsoft Development Network Network blog, which is owned and operated by his new employer, Microsoft, where his position is web futurist. In a post, Why I Left Google, Whitaker paints a picture of social desperation, or perhaps more appropriately, uh, desperation for social. God is Google Labs, the innovative benefit of 20% time. The techno playground, uh, the techno playground uh, it built, dis- of build it to see what happens atmosphere well that's evaporated replaced by a button-down sea-level driven dictum that all important innovation involves a simple formula personal data equals greater profit according to Whitaker Google delves deeper than a basic double down on its bid to make Google Plus more influential and more user-centric than Facebook the firm made an existential bet using its greatest sacred cow algorithmic objectivity to as a make or break marker now, at stake is a future where large-scale data-mined ad corporations know more about individual consumers than any other organizations and probably better, more than the consumers themselves. Google knows the web has changed and that it, like Microsoft before, it's fallen behind a data cloud that threatens to form into an eight ball. Facebook knows more about its users than Google does, and the pinpoint and often banal granularity of that knowledge is likely going to make hanging your shingle in the closed garden of Facebook a more valuable commodity than waiting for explorers to find your business by actually taking the time to search for it. Google brought us, where Google brought us the mega world by making its information available to all. Google now wants to micromanage that information, in turn micromanaging our purchases, our news sources, our lifestyles, our entertainment options, and ultimately our interactions with society. Now, we've long said it's been Google's game to lose, just like it was Yahoo's game and AltaVista's game and Infotech's game in the years past. Though Google might be aping the proverbial corporate dodo, search and information availability will always be strong. Like I said, uh, they say it was said, beware the Ides of March. That's wise, but remember, the world takes a 365, 360-degree view. Watch your back, Google, especially if you put all your eggs in the same basket. It only takes one trip to break them. Did you, uh, did, you, did you see the, the post that this uh, fellow James Whitaker made in the I Microsoft did, yeah. Developer Network Park? Wow! Uh, that was scathing. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, they're not getting, you know, we're not getting our 20% or, or, or this, that, the other thing. Um, you know, and I, I'm going to take the other view 
here. I, you know, God forbid I, I take an opposing view. You know, I'm sure our <laughs> listeners aren't aren't quite used to this. Um, but you know, at the at the end of the day, Google's running a business. Google's running a, a highly profitable and, and successful business. I mean, you know, they're they're noting or, or he notes, you know, taking away this, you know, free time to do to do this, that, the other thing. I mean, God forbid that a business focus their employees in on the core competencies of what's generating revenue. I mean, to say on all they're focusing on is ads and this and that. Well, of course they are. And, and you know what? All all I focus on is is making sure that that our clients are happy and and ranking well. <laughs> you know, the, these are these are the things that businesses focus on. Um, is is what's going to to generate um, the most revenue for them? Yeah, Google had this. You know, hard going back. You know, a, a decade or so. Um, you know, Google had this this big you know airy fairy you know sort of you know we're we're in it. You know, do no evil and 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 let's all sing kumbaya. But at, but at the end of the day, they're now running a business. I mean, this you know they they could do that when they were just you know a little search engine built you know in a garage. You know, no overhead, no shareholders, no you know. Uh, they're not there anymore, and do I blame them? No, I'm a businessman, right? I mean, I, I understand exactly why they're doing what they're doing. Um, you, you do hit on some some great points. I mean, go too far, focus too much, um, and you may end up doing yourself damage. I'm sure the folks over at Shea Google are are well aware of this and and thinking of new ways to innovate. Some of their great, you know, we'll be chatting about some of the things I may dislike a, a little later in the show. Um, but at the end of the day, they've got to sit down with their accountants, figure out what's going to work, and apply their resources to to the greatest benefit of of their advertisers, their users, and their shareholders, and not okay. necessarily in that order. <laughs> okay, well, I, I, I'm going to dive in here and suggest that some of the greatest things that you love about Google, one of the reasons that that I am Google dependent, and in many ways my company is Google dependent, is stems directly from that twenty percent time. I need to use Chrome because I need to know what things look like on the Android operating system. Mm-hmm. I use Gmail religiously because it is absolutely portable, absolutely searchable, and it has all the information I need right there at my fingertips, and I can access it very quickly, mm-hmm. uh, including, including all the historic information I need. And I'm on the road. I get a call from a, from a client who uh, wants to discuss a proposal or uh, discuss a contract. I don't you know, happen to have that contract on the laptop that I'm traveling with. But I did send it to that client, probably using the Google Mail system. Boom, the contract is on my desktop right there in Google Docs. I'm sharing a massive amount of information in Google Docs and in that operating system. Mm -hmm. That all stems from the 20% time. Google's greatest value to us as technologists and as technology users, in fact, has been, A, it provided what we can all credibly believe to be algorithmically objective results, and two, it was constantly innovating and bringing out products that complemented um, subscriber services. Now, it seems, in the push towards Google+, all that wonderful innovation has taken a back seat to the kind of culture that Google claimed it never wanted to be. And that frightens me, not because I think Google is the most important thing on the web. It isn't. We, the users, are. But that culture of innovation, that culture of always striving 
to find something really cool, even if you had to make a bunch of mistakes on the way to get there. Well, that pioneering spirit is why I'm part of the web, and that it just it, 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 I guess it's a maturation thing, and it's just sad to step away from the dreams of and and idealism of youth into a button-down reality. Um, I really hope that there's some younger people who come along and kick our asses for this. Well, I mean, the, here, here's here's the thing that that I think we have to consider here, and and, and sort of to to two points. I mean, one, let's let's consider on on Google's end the massive cost. I mean, you know, look at the tens of thousands of people that Google employs. Now, multiply that by one point two, because you're going to need to hire twenty percent more people to get a work day completed if you're giving each employee 20%. So um, who, who's going to foot that bill at the end of the day? I mean, they, they can't get it from advertisers because the way their their model's working, um, I mean, at the end, they can by providing a better Oh, come on. I mean, uh, Gmail created a hell of a lot more uh, billboard space and, and, and real estate for those ads. Uh, they can oh. get that 20% time back from advertisers. In the right ones, and we also know the litany of failures that have come up. Sure, but but you also can't can't tell me. I mean, let's so let's look at you know if you have to employ that many people um, additionally to allow this twenty percent is the ROI there? Maybe maybe not, um, and and it may be, <laughs> but you can't. That's right. You you we, can't we convince are me about Google, right? But you asked me about the ROI, and we are well, talking for sure. For sure, and, and with something like Gmail, yeah, but would Gmail have never existed? If you didn't give 20% and people just came to you know the, the Google execs and said, I've got a great idea, why don't we start developing this, would it have never existed? Would, would somebody at Google not have gone, yeah, let's create an email system for people? You know, um, we'll, we'll, never know. we'll never know, but we do know that, that Gmail did come out at 20% time. We'll never know if it wouldn't have existed otherwise, but... Right. You know, they had so, a formula that worked, and now they're giving it up. This is like, what, new Coke? Well, you know what? <laughs> Let's hope not. Um, the, the joy here is you and I have been doing a show for, I don't know, how many years now? <laughs> many, many and years. Never, and now. I've never said that Google's jumped its own shark in, my, in the, our, whole career, our whole career together. I've never said that, and I am today. No, you, you, you haven't, but the, the joy is we're probably going to still be having a show a year from now. And, and you and I will, will be chatting. What we'll be able to look at, let's flash forward a year, is did all innovation stagnate? Did they stop doing cool stuff? Or did they just have to restructure how that's done? And that's what I would argue they're probably doing is filtering a little better what projects are being pursued um, and, and then actually dedicating specific team members to those projects rather than just letting people sort of you know, chase whatever uh, – Whatever little shiny thing happens to be in front of them on a Friday afternoon or whatnot. So, oh, you know, um, dude, I, have these, I have these whole shades of Jerry Yang coming back at me all over again. <laughs> you know, the founder comes back, needs to correct correct some historic wrongs, uh, needs to recapture that in it, that 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 vision of being the leader, and uh, you know, seriously trips over his own petard. And I mean, hindsight. Hindsight will tell us a lot of the moves I'm seeing Google make right now. Well, you, I, and probably all of our listeners are going, yep, it's making my life a little more difficult as, as an Internet marketer, providing new opportunities, uh, but making things a, a lot more complex. But I'm not seeing any great stagnation in innovation on their part. 
Um, I'm not seeing any any stopping of, of forward movement. I may not agree with everything they're doing, but um, you know, I, I just I don't see this as as the death knell of innovation in in the Googleplex. Um, you know, and and for for an ex employee who's now you know sitting over at Microsoft to be ranting, uh, well, of course, you know, every company is going to have an ex employee rant about stuff. <laughs> that's that's true. We just saw we just saw one we just saw one come out ranting about Goldman Sachs the other day, and Goldman Sachs took a two point three billion dollars shave on the markets yesterday for it. Hmm. But will they a year from now? Like. Will they recover? Yeah, yeah, they will. And I mean, we, you have to put everything in context. I mean, yes, he left of his of his own accord. Um, so this wasn't a firing. So he's not, you know, sort of ranting off on that end. But he did leave. So the fact is, he was a, an uncontented uh, or discontented employee who's left. Uh, and, and a, a discontented employee, who I'll remind you, was director of engineering. Like this ain't an yeah. employee. This isn't an employee. This is the director of engineering at Google. I mean, get the gravitas of that. Okay, but he is a dissatisfied individual with the environment there. Does this mean that everything at Google is horrible? Does this mean that generally people over at Google feel unfulfilled, that they feel like they don't have a voice? No, this guy felt like that, so he left. But you can't assume that that's actually the way the entire world works. And in some ways, it would be executives would be more. Hmm? Sure, I agree with you. I'll give you that, absolutely. Sure. Okay, not that like was completely unexpected. Not like anybody not inside the well, no, seriously, not like anybody inside the Plex is going to come out and say my job sucks, the environment bites, and oh my God, Marissa is looking over my shoulder again. That's not going to happen. Um, it's only ex Googlers who are free of vested interests who are actually going to come out and say there's a problem here. That's human nature. Um, do we believe Mr. Whitaker a hundred percent verbatim? No, of course not. Everyone, everyone has an agenda and an axe to grind. That's that's media, baby. But um, is it a rather telling look inside a culture where we don't really get inside peaks very often? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, I mean, I'm not going to. Okay, you know what? I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for it, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I love you, Matt. <laughs> I'm not going to extrapolate that the last video I saw where Matt Cutt's belly looks a little bit larger to say that he's super stressed out. Although, a lot of his body language in that video suggests that he is. But that's just me taking, you know, a a look and making assumptions, much like reading a letter from an ex-Googler. Although, the ex-Googler uses his words, and in looking at the video of Matt Cutt's, I'm making assumptions. I'll, I'll give it that too. <laughs> I got away with that. Is that cool? <laughs> well oh, oh, except, um, except I just been informed that uh, we have to take a break here on web on webcology at webmasterradio.fm. It's twenty past the hour. We're going to be back talking about some interesting things, including Forbes magazine, Yahoo suing Facebook. Joseph Coney, Visible Children, and Searches, Changes, and the W and the Wall Street Journal. Oh, my. Stay tuned. This is Jim Hedger from DigitalAlwaysMedia.com and Dave Davies from BeanstalkSEO.com. You're listening to Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. From the creators of We Build Pages... 
Experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. As you know, being an expert at f What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on a Quizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at CPAWay.com. WebmasterRadio.fm. Get addicted. Get ahead. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from DigitalAlwaysMedia.com and Dave Davies from BeanstalkSEO.com. And get addicted, get ahead, really? That's our new slogan? <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm down with that. Um, where are we going, Dave? I ha- I read off a bunch of uh, fun stuff just for the commercial break. I know there was something you wanted to talk about, too. You posted up in... Uh, it was the Wall Street Journal article. Yeah. Um, well, major- it depends. Sorry? Go ahead. A major changes coming to... Uh, Coming to Google search results? Yeah, I mean, here here we're chatting. I mean, major, you know, you and I sort of briefly, briefly chatted uh, before the show here and, and sort of covered whether we can call them major or not. But in the Wall Street Journal, they announced, and Danny Sullivan's written a piece on it. Um, you know, changes coming at Google over the you know the next few months. Shocking, there always are. So let's pretend this is brand new news. But um, you know, and, and good for them. A search engine needs to adapt. But um, launching further into semantics, um, you know, as the Wall Street Journal was announcing it, that they are launching into it. Uh, you know, sort of veteran SEOs and, and marketers know they've they've been toying with it for you know years now, um, and the idea that. They're trying to to get a better and better understanding of what the user's intent is. One could tie this definitely into Google Plus and and other, you know, maybe uh, privacy policy changes and things like that. Um, But to give each user a more 
unique experience and, and try and predict more what they're looking for. So, for example, I just punched in before the show just as, as my sample. And it's how I went. It's 48 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, weather Victoria, B.C. <laughs> uh, and then rather than getting, you know, just a list of sites, I actually get the weather forecast, you know, up at, at the top for today and, and the, the next few days um, and then get the, the search results uh, brought in after that. Now, you see, that's the point that I really have problems with. <clears throat> Um, in this is this portion where I'm all of a sudden seeing what the weather is. Now, as a user, I love it, right? Of course, so do you, so do we all, right? And this is going to be more, well, conceivably, more and more integrated into the results is Google just giving us the information that we want, not making us try and seek it out. Um, but but if it, I... It, for, for what it's worth, in Google's defense here, it gave you exactly what you were looking for. Whether well, and there, therein, to me is the problem. And I know it sounds like a funny problem because I'm a searcher and I, and I spend, as, as do you, probably more of your time searching than optimizing in a weird way, right? Because you're trying to find new stuff and, and this and that. So you end up spending as much time, um, you know, working on, on collecting information as you do actually using that information for your clients. Uh, sure. I, at least I do. I don't know how, how it goes for you. So when I punch in a query like that, I love it. I mean, this is great. You've just trimmed, um, you know, probably a, a minute off my query, you know, uh, gain from query to, to access of, of information point. Fantastic. Love it. Now, here's my problem, though. I didn't click through to a site. Uh, and, and the reason I have problems with this is Google's collecting this data. And fair enough, that's what they do. But then they're presenting it to me without giving the source of that data any opportunity to generate revenue from it. And that's where I start to have a real problem. The only ads that are now displaying are Google's. Okay, that's fine. As a searcher, I think this is fantastic. But as the person who's providing data like that, I need a revenue source. I need something to monetize to continue to provide that data. And if I'm not getting that anymore, soon the data sources are going to start to to trim out. Because if you all of a sudden take, say, the weather network and sure. eliminate their ability to, to, to generate revenue from ads, yes, my search experience is better. But for how long? Because yeah. I'm now starting to take away the revenue sources of the companies providing that data. And that's where I have a real problem. And, and it sort of gets into that. You know, and, and I'll probably take the other side now. I was sort of defending Google earlier, but what right did they have to take my data and give it away without giving me the opportunity to convert that visitor? And that's that, where I'm, I, I have a problem with this implementation of, of you know, what could be deemed semantic uh, semantics and, and trying to understand what I want. They're bang on right. They've given me exactly what I want. As a searcher, I love it. So, what is the what is the ultimate effect, the cause and effect, or maybe the law of unintended consequences on the ecosystem itself? That's uh, that's a great point, dude. Like I was, I wasn't going to make that point, and that sounds like something I'd say. Like I make my I make my scratch in content creation, and over right. the years, over the years, you can imagine how much content I feel has been stolen and repurposed, um, partially. For Google, especially around Google AdWords, and back in the you know two thousand two thousand three to two thousand and seven period, where I was livid every day <laughs> because of made for AdWords pages, um, and you know more recently by Google itself in the changing of titles, changing of uh, meta description, um, or in uh, you know taking snippets of something I or another content writer might create and repurposing it elsewhere. 
that's um these are all like huge income cutting steps that aggregation of information um well again aggregation causes uh folks like me to lose money right um where somebody a generation from a generation ahead of me you know older than i um would have had as a writer would have had a more lucrative environment to work in there's a, also a good chance and this is this is the 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 the, the sword cuts both ways eh um I mightn't have a career as a writer if it wasn't for Google, because right. Google has increased the availability of venues that may publish my materials, and thus created the conditions for gajillions of venues to spring up. And, you know, this is going to be eventually a great segue into making fun of Forbes magazine, but we'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> Because <laughs> for I mean Forbes seriously cringeworthy, but well, again we should get to that in a few moments. Um, this is also I mean like I'm Danny Sullivan in today's Search Engine Land. It was the lead article just before we went to air. I, I don't think anyone anything's replaced it. And I, I'm afraid I haven't got time to, to flash over to Search Engine Land to check. But check out Search Engine Land and the number one article by Danny Sullivan today is um, well it looks like I'm going back there now because I don't remember the title. No, it's not five leadership lessons from James T. Kirk. We're getting to that. It is. <laughs> uh, WSJ says, big Google search change is coming, question mark, reality check time, exclamation mark. Wow, two punctuations of what headline. Um, so Danny takes a look at a Wall Street Journal story coming out today, which, you know, basically says that there's major changes coming to Google, uh, Google search results pages or Google SERPs. Um, as Dave and I were saying, a lot of these changes have actually happened over the last few years. And, you know, perhaps Google's going to uh, ramp up personalization a little bit, but um, it's not like it's new stuff. Well, Danny does a great dissection of all of this, saying exactly that. Um, some of these technologies were, you know, being played with in 2004. That's like, you know, eight years ago, which is an eternity in our world. I think, you know, yeah. I wish we could Go just ahead. bring Ask back from the dead. Because Ask <laughs> used to be the one that was like the trailblazer. Ask used to be the one to make major changes on its search results page. And then, ev- then the whole world could react to it, giving signals to the larger search engines whether they should or should not adopt this technology. That was one of the greatest, greatest unpaid benefits of Ask.com over the years. Now they don't exist anymore, so nobody cares. I mean, they do exist, but nobody cares they exist. So they're just, you know, like small gods. They don't really exist. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's a, it's a tough one to go on this one because they may be referring to other things, right? Like very significant launches that, that sort of pale anything they, they may have done to date. Um, and I think a lot of the world may not even know that this was going on. Like we, we've seen all these things in, in much smaller, um, you know, sort of bleed outs like the weather here and things like that. They may be referring to something much more, um, you know, sort of groundbreaking than, than what we've seen recently. Um, I have a feeling, you know, it's, it's coming in shortly after the privacy policy changes and, and things like that. So, so we really may be seeing something completely different than, than what we've seen in the past. Um, I, I'm excited for it. 
Well, I am too. And, I, you know, moreover, I'm excited to see uh, uh, how Google tries to monetize um, a new search results page. And how to say this. I think why I'm excited is that and we were touching on this in the first segment of the show, Google, the innovation engine. Google didn't invent AdWords. Google didn't invent PPC. Overture did. Overture got absorbed by Yahoo, became Yahoo be, eventually becoming Yahoo Search Marketing. Um, but Google copied Yahoo's, Yahoo's new pet toy, Overture, and innovated on the method of, del- of ad delivery in, in, in such a brilliant way and made it so easy to place those ads that Overture slash Yahoo could never catch up. So what I'm really interested in seeing is how Google is going to be displaying advertising in reaction to what Facebook's doing. That, well, if there's still an innovation engine, that's where it'll be. There's their, their ad changes, which we know are coming up. Um, but I'm also interested in seeing the actual search results um, differences. And, uh, of course, as me and, and, you know, as we're doing reporting, I'm interested to see the problems um that that they have as they're trying to anticipate what i want ahead of me um and deliver me this information and you know an interesting segue because i'm gonna move this to segue us to uh to the forbes conversation um will be what is the impact that this has um you know overall in society now we've we've talked about this in the past on this show but if they're starting to feed me more what they know i want what does that actually result in um, you know, for example, if I, you know, got most, you know, if they noticed me getting most of my news from, say, Fox News, do they start to just feed me that type of, of information more and more and more? Now, as a user, that's going to be an advantage oh. to me. But closing, and I mean, the same could be said on, on you know, sort of the, the left-wing side. If I tend to go to, you know, Greenpeace for my environmental information or, or whatnot, do they start to just feed me information that's left-wing or right-wing, depending on my, my preconceptions and, and what I've told now, them? And then what does that do to society? That's really funny. Uh, my, my business partner, Alan Connect and I were having spent a half hour of our morning meeting talking about confirmation bias this morning. That's exactly what you're talking about. Um, we think we're on to a technology that I can't quite talk about yet that will help us understand confirmation bias. And not, not, not just the theoretical, uh, we, we go for information that confirms what we already believe, but the actual behaviors around confirmation bias. And um, ask me, I, I want to talk about this in six months' time. Because, Perfect. Uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there is, again, I, I, Digital Always Media is into some interesting research on this, um, which I, don't, I have no idea where it's going or what I'm even going to do with it, but I know I'm fascinated by it. Um, and it's degrading our media culture. It truly is. It's degrading our political speech. It's degrading our, our ability to react to, um, you know, some fairly significant problems and issues our society is facing right now because we refuse to listen to the other side because the other side isn't confirming our bias. And it's like it's becoming this, like, um, well, beyond self-fulfilling prophecy. They're wrong because I feel they're wrong, regardless of fact. Um, wow. <laughs> it's all about truthiness. It's all about truthiness. Yeah, I mean, Colbert. Colbert what, what was that? Like seven years ago he called that? Yeah. Um, wow. Pro- prophetic, profane, or what? Um, <laughs> and sometimes I feel like you know. Sometimes I feel like getting out of the industry altogether because I ultimately feel that that's what we're doing to culture, but we're not. 
I mean, we're not. We're trying to improve websites so that information is more so the information on those websites is more readily available based on keywords entered into a search query box or perhaps into Facebook. But ultimately, we get abominations of media like this god dang Forbes article that's sitting in front of me. You know, it's Forbes magazine used to be one of the premier business magazines in the world. It was part of the Time Warner group before AOL came along and bought Time Warner in um, what was the world's biggest business disaster before something else happened. Um, but at the time, the, the world's largest business deal, the uh, 60 billion some odd, I'm sorry, $120 billion purchase of Time Warner by AOL back in uh, 2000, which is what set off the, uh, the first tech slump. Um, so Forbes magazine, again, part of the Time Warner empire. One of the most important magazines in business history now publishes an article, Five Leadership Lessons from James T. Kirk, which is following up on their really important, um, you know, industry, industry leading article, Five Leadership Mistakes of the Galactic Empire, which in and of itself was a follow up on Five Leadership Lessons from John Luke Picard. O-M-F-N-G, Dave. I'm so, I'm so sad about this. It's Forbes. I used to, like, um, um, the emperor doesn't even know how to, I mean, fuck having clothes. The emperor doesn't know how to tie his own shoes anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, let's go ahead. You can take us out. I gotta take us out on that. We gotta take a break here on Webcology. It's twenty minutes to the hour. You listen to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from DigitalAlwaysMedia.com, joined by Dave Davies from BeanstalkSEO.com. Stay tuned. More Webcology after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Superior Affiliate Offers, Superior Affiliate Brands, Superior Affiliate Service, the Superior Affiliate Management. Superior Affiliate Management delivers direct exclusive offers with weekly payouts. Their mission is to ignite your e-commerce and ignite your commissions. Superior Affiliate Brands means our work with the Internet Retailer's Top 500, as well as new brands, thanks to their full-service agency and CPA network. Superior Affiliate Service means lifetime bonus referrals and personal VIP treatment. When you hear Superior Affiliate Offers, Superior Affiliate Brands, Superior Affiliate Service, that's SAMOPM.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. 
Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. WebmasterRadio.fm. Take your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone, we're back here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm, kind of rounded out the hour. Uh, we have this amazing echo happening on the mic, so things might sound a little bit bouncy. Um, Dave, uh, we had to cut off our making fun of Forbes segment because, you know, tyranny of time and all that sort of stuff. It's, uh, it's funny. I'm writing a guide to web content writing for a very large, well-known um, lifestyle blog in Canada. Mm-hmm. And... I'm looking at what they did with the Huffington Post a few years back, um, AOL's new property, Huffington Post, um, or perhaps AOL is Ariana Huffington's new property. We're not really sure how that relationship works out. Um, and, you know, I understand why Forbes is publishing articles like Five Leadership Lessons from James T. Kirk. God, I hate to say it. It just hurts me to even say that. Um he was a fictional character, folks. Um, not a particularly good one. I'm, I'm oh. waiting for the. I'm, I know I'm waiting for the roof to fall in. Saying <laughs> that. Oh yeah, we lost a listener. Sean Bannister just quit. Oh, oh, he's back. He forgives us. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, he was a great character, but he's come on, He was. He, it's fiction. Um, but why does Forbes do this? Because it's how you get search rankings. It's how you get your articles noticed. It's how you get readers. And it's all about the ads, right? It's all about the Benjamins, ain't it, James T. Kirk? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, I would actually argue that they're doing um, two things here. Um, that they're they're obviously listening to their SEOs. Um, and, and yeah, even for a change. <laughs> Even more to the point, they're they're listening to to the consumer and 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 their their readers, and in some ways doing them a, a great service. Now, I'm going to go back in uh, back in time just a just a little bit, and I mean, heck, she, this could be an an exact copy, and I am just going to so wreck the pronunciation of this name. So, Jim, correct it if if you know it. Um, Angie Schottmuller. Do you know how to SEO? <laughs> Anyways, I'm probably. There we go. Okay, um, wrote a wrote a great piece uh, many many moons ago, and and we're going back months, not years here. Um, SEO wars. I don't know if you remember uh, her article on Search Engine Watch to that effect. Um, basically, what color is your lightsaber? But use yes. the idea of lightsabers, basically to you know, catering to geeks. Right here we all are. You know, we're all geeks, and you know, it, we'll we'll fit into one of these things. But using the idea of of lightsabers, something we can all. <laughs> latch in on and, and, you know, the good and the bad and this, you know, Sith, etc. Um, to basic, pardon me? Numa, Numa, Numa. And, and it made great sense. It attracted us in there. And I mean, her article got well over 7,000 tweets, right? It, it, it worked great. Um, you look at something like, uh, the, the latest one over on Forbes, 
Um, they've got here. Let me just pull up their exact current uh, current tweets. Well, I'll pull up the Jean Luc Picard one. Um, a little over eleven hundred article out. Uh, today as well, uh, J.C. Penney's new strategy, a tough sell on the sales floor, tweets in the 13th. 13 tweets. So. <laughs> okay. And um, for the record, 19,401 Facebook shares for the five leadership lessons from James T. Kirk. Um, exactly. I, I, I am giving you this because you're absolutely <laughs> right. Um, well, and I mean, the, the thing is, it's it's getting their content out, which is obviously mission number one for them. But one might argue, you know, I, I know your point would be we're dumbing it down now, or or maybe I'm I'm putting that on you, and and that may not be right, or or that we're, that, that we're is it. that's absolutely my point. We're dumbing ourselves down. We're hurting our culture. Now, I would counter with we're making more palatable ideas that we may not have i'm attracted to this so now i'm reading the article that would have been information that on many other titles i wouldn't have even gone for but because it has this oh, ooh, you know picard or ooh, you know, <laughs> this sort of thing all of a sudden i'm drawn into it you're you're now equating complex business ideas to something i understand i've watched captain kirk <laughs> I've seen all this. So now you're taking complicated ideas and putting them in a context that I can understand. And I would say that it takes a, a very, very good writer to do that. And that in, in many ways, they're actually doing a service to their readers by creating an environment. And I mean, everybody knows Kirk, right? So you're, you're basically picking a character we all know, we all love. Um, and, and now you're, you're equating things that I might not understand in many other contexts, but you're equating it to something I already understand. Um, and, and you're bridging that gap for me and making more palatable something that, that I might not be, be drawn to. And, and in many ways, giving readers ideas and, and insights into areas that they wouldn't otherwise have. I, I think it's actually a, a pretty good call by Forbes, both from an SEO standpoint and from a, from a visitor standpoint. And, you know, the visitors seem seem to agree in this case. Yep. You're right. I, hey, Jim. I'll give you that. Oh. It's, yeah, man. Mind if I go ahead and uh, relay your sentiment on this story uh, since you referred to James T. Kirk? May I play this just really quickly for you? Of course. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's close. That's close. I'm not quite. I'm not quite so cl so clownish to be conish yet. But um, <laughs> okay. I'd have yelled more something like Tiberius because, you know, I'm all into this fall of Rome thing and, you know, the bread and circuses and the, you know, um, unintended consequences of the true dumbing down of culture. And where I might read a biography of T.E. Lawrence or um, of, uh, of uh, 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 James Cook, a real explorer, these folks... We're living on the same planet I live on. They had to breathe and um, solve problems, very complex problems, in a greater time than one hour. Um, it just—I don't know—it just seems very unreal to me. But again, I, of, I often reference fiction, like literary fiction. So pop culture is as pop culture is, and that's where pop culture goes. What can I say? Uh, maybe maybe I'm rewriting in defense of elitism or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's it. I am pushing to get the information to the masses, and, and you're wanting to, to hold it in the 1%. That's right. The, what, the, the, the top 1% of the intellectual tier, which I'm unfortunately not in, but I'm smart enough to know that. Um, 
Did you read? Did you read that report the other day? We're, we're rounding out time here. I don't think we have time to actually jump into a full subject. Did you see the report the other day that basically said that dumb people are too dumb to know they're dumb? It was. A, yeah, a psychology. I didn't see the report, but I'm not doubting it. <laughs> it was a psychology report that was like the um, the the uh, silly de jour of the internet about a week and a half ago. Um, uh, incredibly stupid people just don't have the background knowledge or competence to understand how incredibly stupid they are. Moreover, moreover, they have a very difficult time judging others, other people's potential if those people are more intelligent than they are. In fact, the most intelligent guy in the room will often be looked down on because people can't relate to him. And perhaps this goes back to Forbes using uh, Captain Kirk as an example that the majority of people, regardless of um, you know, education or, or prior training, can relate to. Um, I'm just scared of a world. You know, maybe I'm a technocrat. I don't know what it is. But uh, just too much stupidity out there and it's bugging me Dave maybe I'm, you know what I'm just going to hike my pants up to my tits and go stand on my porch and yell at people <laughs> uh, speaking of stupid things we'll, we'll touch on this really quickly I know you wanted to cover it we can probably do it in a couple minutes uh, Yahoo Facebook go <laughs> oh what the heck man okay so uh, okay we had messaging Facebook's got messaging um, we have ads that people pay for and deliver contextually. Um, no, Facebook does too. Hey, maybe they broke our patents. Let's sue them. Um, maybe they did break the patents, but it's um, really not a math. I mean, okay, so Yahoo is suing Facebook over 10 unique patents. And those patents cover... Where's my notes on this one? It was, uh, it was a really cool... There we go. Those patents cover the areas of... God, I had it right here, too. Oh, there we go. Ad generation, uh, content customization, aspects of local search networking, um, aspects of social search networking, uh, news feeds, messaging, and managing comments. These are the areas that Yahoo is, su is suing Facebook over for patent infringement. Um, <laughs> so, like, the great purple cow is reduced to patent trolling. Jesus. Yeah, and in a, in a pretty ludicrous way. I mean, you know what? The, the, the thing is, is I don't even blame Yahoo here. I blame the people that issue patents for basically anything, right? Like, I, I, I patent, you know, the ability to convert oxygen to carbon dioxide in an organic life, right? Like, I mean, they're just these, these massive sweeping, um, you know, patents that, it just just don't make any sense. I mean, when they're issuing patents, I think it's on that side that they need to take a real look and go, no, you need to patent a specific way of doing a specific thing, not I just patent an idea, um, you know, of, 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 of a massive sweeping way of doing something. I mean, as it's been pointed out in, in a number of the sort of analysis of this, these are patents basically covering things that many different people would, would come up with independently. Um, and then they're patenting a, an enormous, like the, the wide array of different ways to do it rather than going, hey, we came up with a good idea. We're going to patent our way of doing it. And nobody else would have done this if we hadn't done it first. 
Indeed. Uh, and you, you were touching on that earlier. Would not somebody at Google have come up with Gmail without the 20% time? Similarly, it's a messaging system, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I use the phone. I'm, I'm already familiar with messaging. I mean, and now there I'm going back a decade. <laughs> it's like I'm already you know, comfortable. I've used email. We're already doing this. So to then say it's, you know, well, you can't do it in this way. I mean, how long have comments been on forums, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, so, just, I don't understand this. Could you imagine trying to reform the U.S. Patent Office? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like that would be that would be. I, I got a letter from a, from a, a former employee of Digital Always the other day asking if there was uh, any formal um, accreditation in search engine optimization. Um, and I responded, I'm sorry, I can't think of anything that is universally agreed upon as formal accreditation. Well, it's the same thing with – and you, you think, of the, think of the fights in, in the SEO community around accreditation over the years, eh? Right. It's it's been, it's just been a it's been a constant battle. Um yes or on the yes or the no side. Imagine trying to reform something as universally important as the patent office. Yeah. Good God. Well, I mean that would involve going back and double checking all of them and going back and it's no longer valid. <laughs> you know, and how do you do that one? Um, they might have yeah. the US government might have to expand their payroll over this. Oh no. Oh no! Government's growing bigger because things need to be regulated. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Okay. You know what? We're getting we're getting punchy here. I think we're running out of steam. So and it's two fifty five. We did it. We did another fifty five minutes under our belt. <laughs> this has been episode like one hundred and eighty nine, maybe one hundred and ninety. By the way, we're approaching two hundred. We'll think of something special to do, but. On behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm for Thursday, March the 15th. Stick around, friends. Webmasterradio.fm has more great information coming up. And if you're going to be in New York next week, remember, Search Bash at SES. Searchbash.com. Register now. Register often. Get into that party. We love you. We will not be here next week, but we'll talk to you in two weeks. <laughs>